way that you speak to yourself matters. But we all know that navigating that inner critic can be challenging at times. And I want to help you learn how to change the way that you speak to yourself and become more mindful about your inner dialogue with the support of regular journaling. That's why I'm so excited to share the Feel Good Journaling Masterclass with you. It's my first ever masterclass and I'm going to be sharing all my tips on how I use journaling to reframe my self-talk and boost my confidence. I'll be taking you through my five-step process to reframing non-supportive self-talk through self-reflection and journaling exercises and giving you practical tips and ideas of things you can implement straight away to start improving that relationship with yourself. I'll teach you how you can flip those not so good feeling words, those phrases that you repeat to yourself that are just not helpful into power words and motivational affirmations that you actually believe in and that will keep you feeling empowered and uplifted as you face even the most challenging low confidence days. It's time to turn that voice in your mind into your own motivational coach instead of your worst critic and journaling can be such a powerful tool to help you unlock that. If you want to join me for the Feel Good Journaling Masterclass on Wednesday the 30th of November, head on over to laurajaneillustrations.com forward slash masterclass to find out all of the details. I'm so excited to share all of my top tips with you guys. So what are you waiting for? Head on over to laurajaneillustrations.com forward slash masterclass now or click the link in the show notes to register and save your spot for free. I can't wait to connect with you all through the amazing frameable virtual event space and to share all of my top confidence boosting tips with you. Let's see how many of you can relate to this feeling or this experience. You're at work or home and you have an extra five minutes or a little break. So you pick up your phone to check your notifications, your messages, maybe your emails. And then you scroll a little bit on Instagram. Then you scroll a little bit on TikTok. And the next thing you know, it's an hour later and you look up from your phone and you can't remember why you picked up your phone in the first place or what you were actually planning to do when you picked up your phone for that five minutes that you thought it was going to be. Who can relate to that experience? (laughs) I definitely can. Literally before I sat down to record this episode of the podcast, I was answering a message from my sister and then a notification came in and I started scrolling on Instagram. And next thing I knew, it was 10, 15 minutes that I had been sitting there scrolling on Instagram that should have been 10, 15 minutes that I was already recording this episode of the podcast. So I can definitely relate to falling down that rabbit hole of scrolling for no reason other than scrolling. How many times have you said to yourself, I'll be five more minutes only to end up being late for that thing that you said you'd be ready for in five minutes time because you got lost in the scroll or how many times have you put something on the tv and just set scrolling on social media while it played in the background is your phone the first thing that you check in the morning 
Do you scroll on TikTok before you've had your first coffee of the day? Do you have videos playing in the background while you get dressed and you get ready? Do you reach for your phone the second you have a break or the minute you finish work? Do you walk to your bus or train with your head down scrolling on your Instagram feed as you go? If you feel personally attacked because every one of these resonated with you, first of all, I'm sorry. And also, I can relate to that as well. And you're in the right place because today we're going to chat all things digital boundaries when it comes to our relationships with our phones and social media. My name's Laura, a teacher turned creator, but you can think of me like your new internet big sister. And each episode of Fill Up Your Cup, like a deep and meaningful conversation in the form of a voice note from a friend who never wants you to feel alone in what you're going through. Whether your confidence cup is dried up or your self-love cup is looking a little closer to empty than full, I'm going to teach you how to add more feel goodness back into your different cups and as a result, your life. So, pop in your headphones, cozy up with a warm cup of tea or whatever takes your fancy, And let me troubleshoot your problems with you, because together and with the right mindset, we can face anything. So today is part two of our special on digital boundaries. Last week, we had a listener's question from Abigail who wanted to know about creating digital boundaries that would help improve her work-life balance as someone who worked from home. And we took a deep dive on our relationship with technology and communication and especially how that's changed since 2020 in terms of how little boundaries we have around how much we let people connect with and communicate with us outside of traditional working hours. But the topic of digital boundaries extends well beyond just work-life balance. And for many of us, the topic of digital boundaries starts when it comes to our relationship and our connection with our phones, our social media apps, and all of those things that have become part of our downtime, part of our personal time, but have in fact kept us connected to screens for much longer than maybe we would have five, 10 years ago. So much has changed in technology and in the social media space. And just constantly being on your phone, constantly being connected to the online world is such a norm now that many of us don't stop to question whether or not that's the best choice for our well being. Because often, We're convincing ourselves that being connected, being on those apps, spending that time scrolling is for our well-being because it can be. But where do we draw the line? So we've got another great question on the topic of digital boundaries this week and the topic of that scroll. This question comes from Shelly and Shelly says, Hi, Laura, you mentioned in the goal setting episode that you were setting a goal to stop looking at your phone first thing in the morning. How has it been going? What steps did you set or did you just go cold turkey? I have the bad habit of looking at my computer last thing at night and first thing in the morning. These are the times that I read personal emails and follow up on newsletters and downloads of helpful things like your time tracker. The problem is 
that time gets away from me and then a couple of hours later, my day is now completely behind schedule. I want to break this habit, but I do enjoy the cozy feeling of being snuggled up in my bed doing things that I view as positive self-care. But what can I do to stop the rabbit hole effect that tends to happen? It goes from something cozy and supportive to procrastinating about getting my day started. Any helpful suggestions? Thanks for your amazing question, Shelly. And thank you for asking about how my goal about not looking at my phone first thing in the morning has been going. That was a goal that I set myself a couple of months ago because I realized that I had the habit of, as soon as my alarm went off, picking up my phone and going straight to Instagram or TikTok and checking my notifications, which would ultimately lead to me being stuck in the scroll for a half an hour before I had even got up and started my day. So I personally, when it came to that goal, did a couple of things to help stop myself from doing that. One of them was not having my alarm on my phone anymore, but we're going to have a look at some things that might help you with what you are struggling with in today's episode. So we're talking about stopping the scroll today and creating better habits around our relationships with our phones, our devices, but also with social media because as Shelly points out in her message there is a positive and a negative side to our relationship with what we consume on our phones and computers and where that scroll might start. In Shelly's case she says that she specifically puts aside emails or newsletters or downloads during the day or the week so that she can look at them during that downtime because they are positive things that she's put to one side. But ultimately what happens is probably while she's looking at those things, she gets linked onto something else or she looks up something else and that's where the rabbit hole starts. We know that YouTube is very good at this because we might save a video that we want to watch during our personal time. We watch that video, maybe it's 20, 30 minutes long. At the end of that video, YouTube is going to suggest either another video from that creator or another video of that same topic. So maybe we click on that video and then it's going to suggest another one to us at the end of that because these social media apps that we're on are designed to keep us on them. They want to keep us on them. And so that's how the rabbit hole and the scroll as we know it starts. Look at TikTok, for example. That app is completely user immersive. When you click onto it, you're straight in a fully immersed, full screen video. And it's so easy to just keep scrolling to get more content. All the time, I open up TikTok to check a notification, to read a message, to see something that someone else has sent me. And I end up scrolling for five or 10 minutes because the app is built in a way that it encourages me as a user to do that. How do we become more mindful of the way that these apps, these websites are built so that we can avoid falling down that rabbit hole when we know that we don't have time for it or when we know that it's not helping us anymore. There are both positives and negative sides to social media. It's not as simple as a cold turkey quit. I hear or you see a lot of times on social media of people who are deciding to just quit social media for a month and they'll just not consume any social media during a space of time. I've seen people talk about uninstalling Instagram 
from their phone or their iPad, for example. And I don't know if that's the answer to it because there are also a lot of positive aspects to social media. And for many of us, there are positive aspects of social media that are so deeply rooted into our daily routines that deleting them from our devices is just not going to be helpful. Social media helps us feel connected. It helps us feel part of a bigger community. It also allows us to find communities with similar interests to us so that we can connect with other people who enjoy the same things as us or are going through the same things as us. It's a learning resource. It connects us with educators and experts that give us a constant stream of information. There are so many incredible creators on Instagram and TikTok and YouTube that are just giving such valuable information that adds so much to our lives. I don't think I would have really fully appreciated the self-improvement, self-development space and industry if it wasn't for social media connecting me with creators in that space and opening me to topics like growth mindset. Even when I was a teacher, connecting me with other educators who were doing innovative things in their schools and their classrooms that I hadn't heard about yet. It's also a space for us to express ourselves It is photo, it is video, those are media and art forms, they are creative expression. For many of us, a way to build and grow our businesses or turn our hobbies into businesses. We've seen so many incredible creators build incredible careers off the back of Instagram and now TikTok. Careers that 10, 15, 20 years ago didn't exist because social media as a space as we know it now didn't exist. So there's a lot of power in social media and there's a lot of positive power in social media. It has huge positive impacts for all of us, but it also has a dark side and we know that. There are negatives to getting stuck in that scroll when it comes to our well-being because Most of the time when we're stuck in that scroll, we're not consuming that high value content. We've usually gone somewhere else where we're half switched off just consuming mind numbing content that's not really bringing us value or not really supporting our well-being. And there are the things about social media that are just generally negative in terms of how it encourages comparison. Social media especially Instagram, is very much a highlight reel. And I do think it's quite ironic that that's what Instagram chose to call their video, uh, their short form video when they released it is reels. Because for years and years before that, we were saying Instagram is just a highlight reel of the best parts of other people's lives. And so we fall into that comparison trap very easily. The same on TikTok at times, but Personally, from using TikTok, I feel it's a lot easier to personalize what you see on your feed and the kind of content that you're fed. And so it tends to be less of a space where you end up falling into that comparison trap, at least in my own experience of using it. Social media can also be a space for bullying, trolling, and just a lot of hate and negativity in general. I am lucky enough to have an amazing community that supports me 
behind the work that I do and have done on social media. But I know there are creators who struggle with this every day where their comments are just full of people who are spreading hate, who are attacking them, who are sending them just mean, mean comments and messages, unnecessarily so. So it can be quite a toxic space and it can be quite a negative experience for people who are just showing up there to, to express themselves creatively. And here's the biggie. It can be very, very, very addictive, especially since short form video has come in. We're getting a lot of information fed to us very quickly. Our attention spans are going down. TikTok is so addictive, so addictive. I don't know if, if everyone listening uses it. Um, I really only started using TikTok properly this year. My fiance, Joe, I introduced him to TikTok in the summer. He'd heard about it, but he hadn't thought it would be something that he would be interested in. He was instantly hooked and it is the thing that he is always on as soon as he has some free time because it's so easy to get caught in the scroll and as I said it's so easy to personalize what TikToks feeds you what the TikTok algorithm feeds you it's a very intelligent algorithm and it will just keep feeding you more of what you want to see and so it's so hard to stop that scroll but to sum it all up social media is a big part of all of our lives. And for many of us, it's also somewhat a necessary part of our lives because we're using it for networking or marketing or to connect us with friends and loved ones that we don't live near to. So this option of quitting cold turkey and deleting the app from your phone, while it will stop the social scroll, it is taking away, as Shelly described it, some type of positive self-care because many of us do use it as a form of self-care a little scroll for five minutes to connect with our favorite creators to get some daily inspiration to get some education so deleting the app isn't the solution but and this is a big but where do we draw the line how do we know if we've gone too far or if we're using it too much or if we need better boundaries around it and what do boundaries around social media even look like? Where do we start with that? This episode of Fill Up Your Cup is intended to inspire and empower you on your self-care and emotional well-being journey. I am not a doctor, psychologist, or health professional, and the advice, tools, and resources shared in this episode should not be used in substitute for professional mental health support. If you or someone you know is struggling with managing mental health, please speak to your doctor and explore some of the support sources and resources linked in the show notes. Now back to today's episode. So you know that I'm all about taking mindful action on this podcast. It's not just about talking the talk, it's also about walking the walk and that's what we're going to do. So when it comes to creating better digital boundaries for yourself around your device usage and your social media usage, the first thing that we've got to do is we've got to give ourselves a little 
screen time check-in, a screen time audit. If you have screen time set up on your phone, then just go ahead and open it and have a look at what it's telling you. If you don't, have a look in your phone settings about how you can turn it on. So if you have iOS, you've just got, just got to go into your phone settings and it has its own little section in the settings menu and you can go in there and toggle it on to track it on that device. You can also toggle it on to track it on all of your iOS devices so that you can really get a good picture of your screen time. If you don't have screen time in the settings of your phone, for example with Android, I'm not sure if Android has screen time setting. I'm sure they do at this point, but you can also download screen time apps that help you track your screen time and your device usage and set up screen time limits for yourself so that you have an app that helps you build these digital boundaries. What I love about iOS and Apple devices, as I said, is that you can set your screen time tracking up across all of your devices. So not only do you see how much time you're spending on each of your devices individually, but you can also look at your usage of all of your devices together. And this can be really helpful when you paint that picture of how long you are using your devices for and what you are using them for, especially if you work from home or your work is very device internet heavy. It's important when you are doing this screen time audit that you are looking at where are you using your devices and your screen time in a work way, in a positive way, and where is it just time that's being wasted? So when you're checking in with your screen time, there are a couple of questions that you can ask yourself or a couple of things to look out for. So maybe even grab your journal or open up the notes app on your phone and really check in with yourself and have a pick through that data that it's it's giving you. So check in first of all with how long on average are you using your your phone on a week you can scroll back and see last week's uh, data the week before that and get an average of the total time that you are using your phone from a week or each of your different devices then look at what's your daily average your daily screen time average it gives you that at the end of every week as well look at what apps you are using the most and what is the ratio of work apps to personal apps specifically social media now again if social media is work related you might have to be a little just self-aware when it comes to when are you using social media for personal time versus when are you using it for actual marketing and networking in relation to work versus when are you just scrolling mindlessly. If that total time is a huge amount of time on average each week, then you really do need to get more mindful and aware of how that time on those apps is being divided up. And is it really valuable time that you're spending? Are you using it as well as you could be? Or are you just getting caught in scroll all the time? Also look at which social media apps you are spending the most amount of time on. You can also look at things like which apps are sending you the most notifications and the average amount of times that you pick up your phone every day. That's quite an interesting one as well because if that number is quite low but your screen time is quite high, it means that you're picking up your phone and you're staying on it for a long time versus if your screen time is quite low or not a shocking number to you, but your pickup times are high, then it means that you're picking your phone up, you're using it for what you decided before you picked it up you wanted to do, and then when you're finished that task, you're putting it down. So you're actually more than likely using your phone more mindfully versus just picking it up and getting caught in 
scroll after scroll after scroll, maybe not even ending up doing the thing that you set out to do, which is something that happens to me all the time. So don't feel judged. In prepping for this episode, I actually checked in with my own screen time. Um, so I went back to last week and I had a look at how many hours I spent on social media. So last week I spent 14 hours and 41 minutes on Instagram. That's just Instagram. I spent nine hours and 25 minutes on TikTok, three hours and 40 minutes on YouTube, and two more hours between Facebook and Pinterest, which is pretty high to have a whole hour on Facebook, but I was watching the replay of a live that someone did on Facebook. So that's probably why that was quite high. But in total, last week I spent just under 31 hours on social media in a week alone. That's before any other screen time is factored in. 31 hours last week on social media apps. That, when I see it there in front of me, feels like a lot, even though social media is a huge part of what I do because I am a digital creator. So a lot of my work, my networking, my marketing is on social media. When I looked at the fact that I spent 14 hours and 41 minutes on Instagram, the next thing that came into my mind was, where did that time go? Because I definitely didn't accomplish 14 hours worth of valuable content or valuable engagement. So I had to have been getting lost in scrolls a lot of that time. So I wasn't, I don't believe looking at that, that I was mindfully using Instagram, productively using Instagram for work-related tasks for 14 hours last week. Even if you are mindfully active around checking in with your, your screen time and your phone usage, it can get away from you. So checking in with your screen time every so often and giving yourself a little screen time audit is very helpful. But what do we do next? What are our next steps? So I've got some next steps for you that you can follow once you've looked at this information to help you start building and creating healthier boundaries around your device usage and your social media time to avoid going down those rabbit holes and getting stuck in the social scroll. First thing to look at is your screen time settings. When you're checking in with screen time on iOS devices, again, I'm sorry if you're an Android user, but in the screen time app on iOS, once you look at your information, you can also explore some settings. So screen time on iOS has things like downtime, app limits, communication uh, limits, and other things like always allowed apps. Downtime is something that you can schedule between certain hours in the day, or you can just turn it on when you need to, which will block you from using apps that are not in your always allowed apps. App limits then is if, for example, you notice that you are spending a lot of time on social media, maybe you don't use it for work or you're just excessively using it and you don't know how to become more mindful of that, you can set daily time limits for specific apps using app limits. Once you reach your daily allowance on an app, so let's use TikTok for example, maybe you look at your screen time and you see that you've spent 14 hours on TikTok, but you're not a TikTok creator, you're just scrolling on TikTok for personal enjoyment, probably two hours of that a day is too much. So maybe you set an app limit for TikTok of one hour a day. When you reach that limit on TikTok, 
you will be essentially locked out of the app until midnight when your time limits will reset. You can add a password protection over all of these different settings on the limits for the communication limits and the app limits and this the downtime as well. So if there is a situation where you hit a limit and maybe you are using social media for work or you just want to still be logged in, you can put in a password to override the limit. But the limit is there to help you create better digital boundaries if you really are struggling with being aware of how long you're using an app for. So first thing to do is give yourself a screen time audit and then look at the actual settings within your screen time app on how you can better manage the time you are spending on different apps and on your device in general. The second thing to do is to look at settings within individual apps. So I'm specifically talking about social media here, going into your different social media apps that you use and looking at the different settings inside in those apps that are built in to help you with your screen time. Now, Instagram ones are a little bit more difficult to find than TikTok. I actually only found them before recording this episode because I knew that they existed, but I didn't know where they were, but I was committed to finding them for this episode. So if you want to set screen time reminders on your Instagram so that the app will remind you if you've been using it continuously, you've got to go into Instagram, click on the settings, which you can find in the top right-hand corner on your profile. Then in your settings, there'll be a little search bar at the top of your settings menu and type in time spent. This will bring up the time spent settings or basically the Instagram screen time settings inside in the Instagram app. In this menu, you can set reminders to take breaks or set daily limits. You can also control your Instagram notifications in here, but we'll come back to that in a minute. So set break reminders. This is something that I've been using on TikTok for ages and I was trying to figure out how to set it up on Instagram. And now I know. Basically, you can set a time limit for however long you're using the app and it will give you a reminder. So if you're using Instagram continuously for 30 minutes, for example, but you can change that amount of time, Instagram will send you a notification inside in the app to say, you've been on Instagram for 30 minutes. Do you want to take a break? So then you can just dismiss the notification, but usually it's that one thing that you need to pull yourself out of the scroll, especially if you've just been scrolling on a break. So you realize, oh, okay. Maybe I've been on this for too long. So you can choose your time window as to when you want Instagram to remind you that you've been using it for too long and maybe it's time to take a break. The other one that you can set in Instagram is daily screen time limits. This is similar to what we talked about in app limits if you're using screen time on iOS. So if you're not an iOS user and you want to give yourself some limits on Instagram, you can do that inside in the app. You can set how long you want to be using the app daily. When you pass that time, Instagram will let you know. And again, you can password protect this. So if you want to override it, you can. And if not, you're just basically locked out of the app until your time limit resets at midnight. You can also do similar things on TikTok. So if you use TikTok, you go to your TikTok settings and it's much easier to find on TikTok because it's in the main setting menu you just have to click on screen time and inside in the TikTok screen time settings you can set 
time break reminders, daily screen time settings, and again, you can password protect. So screen time breaks are exactly the same as what we just talked about on Instagram. As I said, I've been using these for quite a while now. I set mine to 10 minutes on TikTok. So if I've been scrolling on TikTok for 10 minutes continuously, I get a little pop-up reminder that says, you've been using TikTok for 10 minutes. Do you want to take a break? You can then press OK, or you can also press snooze. So it will remind you again in another 10 minutes and you can choose your time limit. So you can set it for 5, 10, 20, 30, however many minutes you want to limit yourself or be reminded when you're using TikTok. You also have daily screen time settings with TikTok. So it will track your TikTok screen time usage inside in the app and give you reports. So again, if you're not an iOS user, you can get that information about your TikTok screen time usage inside in the TikTok app. And then you can also give yourself limits, just like we talked about with Instagram. You can set it for 60, 90, or 120 minutes. I think you can also customize this as well if you want it less or more. And when you reach that limit of minutes per day, it will basically say you've reached your limit, you've lo you'll be locked out of the app, you can put your password in to override it, but it's again, something that you can set up if you are struggling with limiting yourself, you can set these things up that if you do go over that limit that you get that reminder that just basically locks you out of the app until it resets at midnight. And that can just be a really helpful place to start if you are struggling with creating those boundaries. So we've looked at our screen time settings, we've looked at screen time settings within our social media apps. The next thing that I would recommend that you look at if you are struggling with digital boundaries around your devices and social media is looking at your notification settings. We touched on this briefly in last week's episode when I talked about different things that you can do to mute or hide work notifications when it's outside work hours. I don't think that enough people realize how much control and autonomy you can have over what apps notify you about what things when because there's so many settings in your phone and within those apps that can help you control this and personalize it to fit your needs so that your phone is trying to grab your attention less and you're getting distracted by it less and you're falling down less of those rabbit holes. So the first thing to do I would recommend is to turn off non-essential notifications. You can do this from the notification settings in your setting menu or in your settings menu, you can go through each app individually and turn off notifications. Or again, with Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, Pinterest, those apps that are social media, quote unquote, unessential apps, non-essential notifications, you can go in and have a look at the settings in there. So for example, I use Instagram for work, but the only thing that Instagram ever sends a push notification to me for is something from Instagram. I don't get notifications about comments. I don't get notifications about DMs. I don't get notifications about follows, likes, you get the picture. The only time I get a notification from Instagram is if it's a notification from Instagram, as in an Instagram notification, like for example, a copyright flag, or I don't know, your your account has been logged into a suspicious login. Those are the type of notifications I get from Instagram. Everything else, 
is, in my opinion, something that I will deal with when I open Instagram. So I don't need to know that people are liking or commenting on my content all day long, every day. When I open Instagram, for apparently the 14 hours and 41 minutes that I do every week, when I open Instagram, that's when I will check in with my DMs, with my comments, with my content, because all of those notifications pop up to me inside in the app when I open the app as well. So I don't need it on my home screen. The same with TikTok. I have non-essential uh, notifications turned off for TikTok. I don't get notified when someone follows me. I don't get notified when someone sends me a DM or when someone likes a piece of content. I look at my notifications when I open the app. Whatever apps are the ones that are taking up the most of your home screen unnecessarily, those are the ones that you need to go through the settings and turn off the things that you don't need to be notified about. Do you really need to know every time someone likes a piece of content on your Instagram page? I would say no. You don't need to know that all day, every day. You will know that when you click into the app because Instagram and TikTok will tell you because your little pop-ups will come up in your little hearts. So turn off non-essential notifications. And the third thing is to look at setting up focus modes in iOS, which again, I touched on last week. And I have a whole YouTube video about focus modes on how to set them up. So go and have a look at that video because again, this will control what apps notify you when. If you use social media for work, and you need to see when someone DMs you because you want to be able to respond to it straight away, then that's a notification that you would want to come through. But maybe you don't need to know when someone likes your TikTok, so that's a notification that you can turn off when you're in focus mode, work focus mode on your focus modes. Um, but then the flip side of that is during your personal time, maybe you do want to know when people are engaging with your TikToks, but you don't want to know about Instagram because that's work related. And so you can switch around what apps notify you at certain points of the day. And you can also schedule your focus modes to come on and off depending on your work hours and your personal hours. So have a uh, look at that YouTube tutorial because I explain it in much more detail and I walk you through step-by-step step how to set them up as well. So we've looked at our screen time settings, we've looked at settings within apps, and we've looked at our notification settings. So we've already set up a lot of digital boundaries for ourselves so that our apps are not disturbing us as much. And when we're on them, they are letting us know if we're using them for continuous periods of time. The fourth thing that I would encourage you to do is if you are using social media for self-care or downtime like Shelly does in our listener's question, set a timer when you start. So if like Shelly, you like to watch a video before bed or you like to read newsletters first thing in the morning while you're drinking your coffee, give yourself a time limit for that. Set a timer or an alarm on your phone if that's where you're looking at these things or on your computer if that's where you're looking at them. And when that timer rings, stop because that's your time limit. If you're going over that time limit, that's when you're going to get caught in the scroll. That's when you're going to go down those rabbit holes, which you know are not beneficial to you anymore. If you want to mindfully use social media or your devices for self-care, give yourself a time limit, set a timer and be mindful of when you're gone over that time or when that timer goes off. Be mindful as to whether or not you stuck with what you said you were going to do when you pick up, picked up your devices. And the fifth and final next step or 
mindful action that I would encourage you to do around creating better digital boundaries with your devices and with your social media usage is to plan phone-free time or phone-free activities. So this might be something like making a promise to yourself or making a deal with your flatmates or your partner or whoever you share your living space with or your meal times with, that meal times are a phone free time. That you're not looking at your phone or you're not scrolling on TikTok or you're not scrolling on Instagram while you're eating. Because if you're doing that, you're not mindfully present in the action of eating the meal. Especially if you're sharing your meals with someone that you live with or with your family or with your partner. Make mealtimes a phone-free time and just be more present in the action of eating your meal and enjoying your food. Another way to create this boundary around a time that you might use your phone to switch it with something that's phone-free time is maybe bringing a book with you on your work commute. If you take a train or you take a bus and you usually spend that time scrolling on your phone, scrolling on social media, bring a book and make a conscious choice to read a book instead of scrolling on social media. Choose another time to check in with social media. Another idea would be to keep your phone in your pocket or your bag when you go for a walk. And again, just be mindfully present in going for a walk. One that we brought up at the start of the episode was putting on a TV program, a movie, or Netflix, and then sitting on the couch scrolling on your phone. I mean, how, how many households does that happen? I know that we're very guilty of that. In our household, we'll put something on and we'll both scroll on our phones instead of watching what's on the TV. So something that you can do is silence your phone or turn it screen down beside you so that it's not face up, you're not getting your notifications, you're not tempted to tap on that screen and see what your notifications are. And focus again on being mindfully present and giving your attention to whatever you're watching or whoever you're in the room with rather than putting that on as background noise or white noise while you scroll on social media. And finally, plan phone-free get-togethers or activities with your friends or with your family or with your partner. So for example, one that I, I an example that I often like to give is a board game night, but part of the board game night is putting everyone's phone in a basket when the gameplay starts so that you're not looking at your phone when it's not your turn to play the game, but actually you're mindfully present in that shared experience with friends and family of sharing that board game or going out for dinner and again, putting your phones in the middle of the table or in a basket and just being mindfully present in that shared experience with each other. So plan phone-free times into your day or have boundaries around when it is a phone free time like when you're sitting down to eat a meal or like when you choose to put on a movie that should be phone free time so you're giving your attention fully to that other action that you're choosing something that's helped me a lot is just generally becoming more mindful of when I'm using my phone unnecessarily just like when we talked about developing self-awareness around our self-talk a few episodes ago the same applies here we're not going to get it right all of the time. We're not going to decide today that we want to have better habits when it comes to our phones and then never get caught in a scroll again. But what we can do is bring a new self-awareness to when we catch ourselves in those scrolls or down those rabbit holes where we just become mindful of what we are doing and how it is taking our attention and our time away from other areas of our lives and choose to stop. 
and simply work on building that self-awareness with help from some of those tools and those settings that we talked about today. If you've got any tips or tricks on creating better boundaries around social media, around using your phone, around getting around avoiding getting stuck in those scrolls or down those rabbit holes I would love to hear from you so be sure to reach out to me on at fill up your cup pod on Instagram and send me a dm with your tips or your questions if there's something else that you think I should dive into more then when you've done that put down your phone lock it put it onto silent mode put it into airplane mode and do something screen free for 20 or 30 minutes today Do one thing today that gives you a block of time away from your devices and allows you to reconnect with the world around you. If you made it to the end of this episode, I want you to take a moment right now and remember that you are worthy of feel-good feelings. If you want to submit a question for a future episode or add to the suggestion box, you can do so by heading to laurajaneillustrations.com forward slash podcast or simply by clicking the link in the show notes. You can also leave me your questions, episode suggestions, or just let me know what you think of this episode by leaving a review on Apple Podcasts. And if you liked this episode, don't forget to rate or review it on whichever app is your favorite place to listen to podcasts. You can't pour from an empty cup. So give yourself a big hug from me right now and promise me that you'll do one thing today that brings you joy.